everyone. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> That's we're gonna try to get better at that. Um, because I probably need to make it louder. Did you hear that? I heard that. Cool. So it probably means they heard that. I am your host, along with my co-host Connor Cates, Anthony Sakamon, my other way. Um, you, uh, we are going to be doing a podcast where we both talk about NASCAR together which I think is going to be awesome because we both like NASCAR and we both don't talk about it on our Instagram accounts. And now we both have Instagram accounts for NASCAR. Uh, you can find me at the Slide Job, spelled J-A-W-B podcast. And you can find him where? In the draft. Simple. In, in the draft. So this should be really fun because lots of stuff has been going on in the NASCAR world this week. So I want to get right into it with Sunday's race where Harvick won um, at Darlington. Um, I got a lot of different things to talk about, but um, general thoughts on the race, Anthony. It was it was a pretty good race. Like, for the first one back, I thought it was going to be a little bit more um, kind of crazy. I think NASCAR did a good job, you know, making sure everything was good with the social distancing and making sure everybody was safe. And again, you're not going to have an event right now that's totally 100%. There's no way you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. But they did a good job. The one hiccup they had was showing the spotters that had all migrated to the middle of the grandstand by the next week. Yeah. That was weird. I thought it was a good race. Yeah. Um, you know, Harvick obviously had the best car. You had Jimmy Johnson, who had a heartbreaking end to that race at the end of the first stage. We'll talk about that. Uh, the battle of Bowman and Harvick, that was good. But I thought mm-hmm. it was a good race overall Yeah. for the first one back. That was awesome. So let's go ahead and get into it. Um. Let's start with what you said, Jimmy Johnson. Final lap, stage one. He tries to force the issue on Chris Buescher, does not need to. Gets into the back of Buescher, hits the wall on the inside wall, and his day's done. Final lap of stage one would have been his third all-time stage win. And just heartbreaking for someone who's been so good this season uh, to have the best car up to that point. He'd even outdo Harvick, who had the clear best car all day. Um and he would have won that stage if he didn't just press the issue. So that makes me think, does he, is he in his own head? Is he making himself think, I can't do this? Or what do you think? I think he's in his head, but not in the I don't do this way. I think it's just like he is very – like he's just not himself right now. You can totally tell. Like his car can be good, but like he hasn't won. It's 100 races now mm-hmm. in which he hasn't won a race. Yeah, and that is on that is not Jimmy Johnson like. So I feel like it's not. I can't do this. It's almost like he is like thinking about the fact that he hasn't done it so much. Is that he? He's almost forget. Not like forgetting how to do it, but it's like some of the stuff that he's used to doing. Like he just like has to like. I don't really know how to, how to put it into words. But he's getting in his head so much that like some of the muscle memory that he's had and some of the like second nature ideas and you know racing strategies just aren't there and he's forcing the issue when he doesn't have to if uh, that if that makes sense yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying um i think there's more of a um there's more of a i he's trying to force it he's trying to force it to happen he didn't need to force it he had a one second lead on william byron who ended up winning the stage um and then well that leads us on to our next bit of a thing hendrick seems super fast this season they really do bowman won Chase Elliott nearly won. We'll get to that soon. Um, Jimmy Johnson and William Byron probably had the two best cars in stage one in the Sunday race. But 
tire mistakes keep happening to Hendrick Motorsports this season. Uh, we saw it happen with Chase Elliott, who had full time at um, Phoenix. He led a lot of laps there and might have won that race had a tire not gone down. And now we see Byron, who is a really good car um, at Darlington. His tire goes down, too. And so tire issues galore for Hendrick. Yeah, it's like they look super fast. I mean, like, again, we'll talk about Chase Elliott a little bit later. But, you know, you had Byron that's doing well. You had Jimmy Johnson, who I even jinxed it when they were racing at Auto Club, I believe. I said Jimmy Johnson's not doing well, and he proceeded to go up to fifth place. That was Las Vegas. Oh, that was Vegas? Okay. Well, it was somewhere. Uh, you know, Bowen won a race. Bowen's look good. Like, they all look good. They've just gotten unlucky with the tire situation. And then Kyle Busch, but again, that's later in the race, or later in the podcast. But, you know, yeah, unlucky Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah. I mean, they've been getting a lot of unluckiness. And we'll get to more of that in a minute because they get real unlucky on the Wednesday night race. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy and, Hend- er, and uh, William Byron, two best cars in stage one. They both end up going out. About stage one, I mean, Byron got about 10 laps in the stage two before he got the tire. And um, no one really had a match for Kevin Harvick the rest of the day. Uh, but we'll still get to that in a minute. Penske had a really bad race, that race, despite Brad Kowalski getting uh, drawn the pole. The highest Penske driver was 13th. Logano came 18th. And your boy, um, Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Blaney. Came in 16th. So, no top 10 finishers for Penske in the Sunday Darlington race, but that would change. They had a really good race on Wednesday. Um, any thoughts on Penske performance at Darlington on Sunday? Sunday, I mean, it just wasn't great use. I mean, Kozlowski led a good amount in the, like, the be- very beginning of the race. Yeah, stage two and winner. fell off. Logano, just, I don't think his car was great. And then you saw Blaney just slip back the entire race, made a little bit up at the end. Yeah. But it was clear Blaney didn't have a good car on Sunday. So mm-hmm. it just wasn't a great race. Pensy, you know, you're going to have an off day, and then that's just how that went. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. I, I thought that um, – I thought Keselowski definitely had the best car out of all three of them, which is the first time we'd seen that this season. I feel like they've been paying a lot more attention to doing stuff for the 12 and that 22 car. But um, we saw the two-car, and Brad Kozlowski finally do something. They won stage two. They won stage two at Phoenix. Um, but they just fell off towards the end and um, ended up finishing 13th. So could have been worse, but could have been better. I feel like um, I feel like Penske definitely has a good shot at the championship this season. But um, we'll get to that, too, at the end. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, seeing as how we've not done a podcast this season. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So mm-hmm. next up. And I think this is probably the best part of the race. It was really fun to watch John Hernemacek and Tyler Reddick both in the top 10 drivers at Darlington. Um, John Hernemacek finished ninth in a front row motorsports car. First top 10 for front row motorsports at a plate track or at a non-plate track in three years. Um, and Tyler Reddick finished seventh with an RCR car, which we've seen. They're okay. They're not great. They're middle of the pack, but Reddick has had two amazing runs. He got all the way up to second at Phoenix and a seventh-place finish here. I wouldn't be surprised if both these drivers in the playoffs. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see that. I don't know if Nemechek makes it just because, you know, mm-hmm. he's good, but, you know, front row isn't the greatest of teams that I've seen. So there's that. But um, 
I was very impressed with the performance, especially of John Harnibajak, because you know that's not a, not not a good team. You know they're not supposed to be good, and to see him in was this his first Cup race at Darlington, right? Yeah, of course. Yes, it was. Yeah. So in his first Cup race at Darlington, with no practice and no qualifying, to see him with a subpar team get a top ten was yeah. more than impressive. In an FMS car, of all things. <laughs> Uh, and Tyler Reddick, once again, keeps showing that he's the favorite to win Rookie of the Year. Uh, the rest of the uh, rookie standings are okay. Um, Cole Custer finished 22nd. Christopher Bell had a bad race, 24th. Um, I didn't know resource in the race Sunday. I didn't know that either until like I looked like yesterday. Um, so, yeah, lots of weird stuff happened. Jimmy Johnson ended up finishing 38th. And uh, we'll see another driver finish 38 that deserved to be up there. But uh, I keep hinting at it. We'll get there soon. Um, top five, though, before we get there, I want to talk about two drivers in particular, two of the veterans of the sport. Um, John, Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman both really impressed on Sunday. In fact, they did. You know, I was I was pretty impressed with Matt Kenseth a little bit more than, I mean, again, Newman. They all were the respect to Newman because of the injury, but Matt Kenseth impressed me a ton mm-hmm. on the on at Sunday's race, only because you know he won't race, he hasn't raced the package yet, mm-hmm. he hasn't raced in a year plus. Mm-hmm. Comes in with a top ten, like that is super impressive for somebody that hasn't raced in that long. And then Newman as well impressed me too. He spun out at mm-hmm. one of the points, cut down a tire, I believe, or something yeah, like that. But um, they both were very impressive and. I was excited to see them both back at the track. Yeah, Newman finished 15th. Kenseth finished 10th. A uh, little bit of a note on Kenseth. He he kind of didn't have a top 10 car. He was kind of hanging out towards the 15th, 10th, like 11th place, and he got a few lucky breaks come his way. Um, but he did get up in the top 10, and uh, really impressive, really impressive. Even a 15th place finish would have been impressive, having not raced in that package and also not having raced period in 18 months. Getting a top ten in his first race back at Darlington, which is a pretty difficult track, is a huge accomplishment for Chip Ganassi, who's seen uh, a little bit, uh, maybe not dead in the water, because Kurt Busch ends up finishing third. We'll get that in a second. But losing Larson, who probably the most talented driver in NASCAR, um, who do you replace him with? Well, they replace him with Matt Kenseth, and he comes in immediately, delivers a tenth place finish, and it's not out of the realm of possibility he gets in without a win, to the playoffs via points. He's already only, like, 50 points out. I do think he wins the race, though, so I don't think that will have to come into play. Hmm. Where do you think that win happens? I haven't thought that far ahead yet. My The first track that popped into my head, though, was Watkins Glen, so just there's my prediction. If they get a race at Watkins Glen, that's going to happen. Second place finish in 2017, I believe, for Matt Kenseth at Watkins Glen. Um, and, yeah. Ryan Newman, off brain damage, comes in, finishes 15th, and uh, very impressive for Ralph Fenway to, um, to have that happen. Uh, props to Newman. Tough dude. Tough, tough guy. That's for sure. Would you like to add anything before we get into the top five? I'm good. Okay, top five time. Um, let's go from five to one. Fifth place finish was Denny Hamlin. I didn't feel like he did anything special. He was just consistently in the top ten. Got his way in the top five. Long green flag run towards the end. 
um, and ended up cracking that top five, which was really impressive because they didn't look – I mean, um, uh, uh, Joe Gibbs did not look like they had a great car early on, but he ends up getting a top five, and uh, we'll see what he did Wednesday soon. Uh, anything to add with Kenny Hamlin? I mean, you basically said it all. Just a solid car, hung out towards the top all day, you know, had the green flag run at the end, was able to bring it into a top five finish. Number four, Chase Elliott. I feel like it's the exact same sort of thing where they didn't really have the most impressive race, but they hung out top ten all day um, and got improvements on that car and uh, ended up finishing top five there. Chase Elliott, fourth place finish, and um, showed a lot of promise because he was driving that thing. All the Hendrick cars, those guys were driving those things. Those things were fast um, Mm -hmm. all day. So gets a fourth place finish, um, Chase Elliott. Really good finish, and uh, nearly had an even better finish Wednesday. Didn't have to worry about Kyle Busch on Sunday, so that was helpful. <laughs> Didn't have to worry about Kyle Busch, who finished in 26th, which is wild. Um, he did hit the wall late in the race. He had a top-five car late in that race, but he hit the wall, had to come in and pit on green, or under green. Um, third in the race, and this came as a shock to me because I forgot, Kurt Busch came third, and um, Kurt Busch, like, he was top five all day, but he never felt like a threat to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see it. Good car, you know? Just, again, just like the other two that we've mentioned, just hung out at the top all day, just kind of quietly sat there, made a run up towards the end, and that's where he finished. So They made changes on that car, got it even better towards the end. And, um, well, let's get the top two, though. These top two, these guys deserve to finish one and two because they were the two best cars once they got to stage three. They had an awesome battle in the final restart. Um, Alex Bowman comes second, and Kevin Harvick wins the race. Um, that battle on the, I think it was the next to last restart, maybe, no, the last restart, with about 30 to go, um, it was a battle. Harvick had a high lane, which is really good on every restart through Sunday to Wednesday. Um, but Bowman would not let it go. Bowman just kept the throttle in it in the three and four, and I think it was like three laps of them just battling each other. But Harvick would get away, and Harvick would not look back and he'd win the race, his 50th career win. He wins for the second time in his career at Darlington, and he is in the points lead heading into Wednesday. Yeah, I thought that was a great battle. Bowman was not, yeah, Bowman was super close to clearing him. Like, he was, he had the lead for a little bit. He was very close to yeah. working that bottom lane, which through Sunday and Wednesday, you could tell the bottom lane was not where you want it to be, according to Austin Dillon and many others. Uh so, yeah, I mean, that was a great battle. I thought those were definitely two best cars on Sunday, and I just think Harvick was a bit better, and that's what won the race. Yeah, and I feel like even if Bowman would have cleared him, I don't know if he's able to get away from Harvick like Harvick got away from him. You agree or disagree with that? Yep. I feel like mm-hmm. um, something that needs to be noted here, I think Hendrick gets a 2 3 4 five finish if they all finish this race. I don't think they win the race, but I think their cars are all top five caliber that race. Um, but unfortunate circumstances come back to bite them and stupid driving from Jimmy Johnson and a cut tire from William Byron. Um, so Hendrick got a second place finish and a fourth place finish, but probably could have gotten more if they had stayed in that race. Probably so. Uh, Xfinity is today. Um, supposed to go green in about an hour. Uh, won't talk too much about it, but 
Uh, Kyle Busch will probably win. Uh, that's all I've got to say about that. Uh, now, let me go ahead and get to the second race. Uh, Wednesday, Darlington. Oh, boy. This was a better race. Um, despite rain really um, hampering the ending. But Kyle Busch made sure that rain didn't ruin the race because he, he uh, decided, well, I, I want a storyline to come out of this race. Uh, and a storyline definitely came out of this race. And probably the best storyline NASCAR could have hoped for. Uh, and, yeah, so let's get into it immediately. Here we go. Uh, let's go ahead and begin with uh, Ty Dillon and Ryan Priest. Uh, they were, the invert happened where they finished 19th and 20th on Sunday. They got the invert and they got into one and two to begin the race. Ty Dillon had one of the best paint schemes I've ever seen in my life. And, um, they have, both of them disappeared within about 10 laps. Ty Dillon led a couple of laps. Yeah. Including the lap that sent you to the commercial break where you saw Ty Dillon look very odd on screen. Mm hmm With a little, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Priest did not lead any laps because he was not a top two car in that scenario. But now he did stay in the eighth position for a minute, but he ended up blowing up, and he was the first car to DNF. One of at two least cars. he didn't pull a Chris Busher. Yeah, we'll get to Chris Busher in a minute. <laughs> we'll get to Chris Busher in a minute. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, in terms of the invert, I actually liked it. They yeah. obviously can't do that every race because you're going to have cars that are, like, in 15th place towards the end of the race trying to drop back. Mm -hmm. But I believe there's qualifying for Sunday, so that will negate that being a thing. But, yeah, I liked it. It made it interesting. You know, it made the better cars like Harvick tried to, you know, had to work up to the top. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I liked it overall, and it was it interesting happens. to see those cars up front. It happens in short track racing where they put the best cars towards the back because – you know, every time they're going to win. So, um, Harvick ended up calling back. He got a top five out of it. But, uh, Ty Dillon and Ryan Priest, I had a, I thought Ryan Priest was going to be really good because JTG is not bad equipment. Um, but it's not good equipment. And so he ended up finishing last place in the race, um, after blowing up late. And Ty Dillon just hung out towards the mid 20s after a couple laps and he finished with a, I mean, that's not bad. It's Ty Dillon. He finished 19th, so not bad. It's better than Ryan Blaney. Better than Ryan Blaney. We'll get to that some. Um, so about Clint Boyer. Uh, uh, Boyer dominated this race. Uh, and just some strategy did not go his way and just had a bad final restart. Uh, but Clint Boyer won stage one and two, and he was way better than everybody else the entire race. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about that. He got to the lead. Where did he start? Uh, he started fourth, I believe. got to the lead pretty fast because, you know, the two cars ahead of him weren't the greatest. Uh, one stage one, stayed up front, one stage two. And it looked like it was going to stay that way all the all the way until um got past, hit the wall, and then everything just went downhill from there. Yeah. I thought that there was going to be some rain that shortened the race and he'd win by a rain delay, but he did not end up winning by a rain delay. Someone else ended up winning by a rain delay. Um, so let's talk about the rain, though. The rain was threatening the entire last stage. Um, threatening the whole he, race, man. Like, 
people didn't think they were going to race. Yeah, it was lucky to get to halfway, and somehow the rain held off just enough to get to 20 to go, where the race was called, and um, we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to talk before we get there about the insane three-wide restart that Eric Jones thought was a great idea, and let's be honest, it was. That was great TV. Three wide at Darlington into turn one. Um, did not expect that. Oh, I was very impressed. Like, me, you and I were texting each other during the race, and I, like, when that happened, I sent, like, three straight messages in all caps, like, wow, wow, wow. I didn't expect that from Eric Jones. Pulled it to the inside, made it work on the lower lane. I was more than impressed with that pass. Yeah, and he passed Ryan Newman, who's notoriously very difficult to pass. Um, pass Newman. Uh, yeah, let's talk about Newman and Busher though. Roush Fenway had a weird tire strategy late. Um, on like this next to last restart, they did not pit. Everybody else pit, and Newman held off pretty well. He was top five for about three more laps after that. But Chris Busher, go ahead and take it away, Anthony. All right, so Chris Busher starts on. In second place, or was he the first? He was first and second. He was the leader. Chris Buescher was leading the race, into the restart. And you see him quickly fall. I'm like, oh, okay. He fell. He's not good. Or his car's not good. That makes sense. I checked about two laps later. Chris Buescher is in 27th place. What happened? Well, I think we know what happened. I think we know that everybody else took tires, and I don't know what Roush Fenway was thinking when they told both their cars to stay out. Uh, because that kind of jeopardized both their races. And uh, Newman, who had a great car all day, he, he hung out around top 10, finished 14th. Um, and Busher ended up finishing 23rd. So let's just say strategy did not work for Roush Fenway there. Towards Quite the, the slip from 1st to 27th in two laps. Yep. Um, so yeah, pretty weird. Uh but amazing move by Eric Jones. Led for about 10 laps before Chase Elliott clawed his way back. Elliott took the lead and probably just basically did not let it go. And then um, green flag pit stop cycled around. Um, Kyle, and Demi, Kyle Bush and Demi, what? And then I was going to say, when the green flag pit stops came out, we started to have a very weird situation. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and take you through that. Um, Kyle Bush and Demi Hamlin were the first to pit. Um, I'm pretty sure Brendan Poole pit with them. And the next lap, Chase Elliott pit. Um, in that situation, Elliott was still leading, I believe, and Matt Kenseth blew a tire and spun, causing a caution, leaving four to five drivers on the lead lap. But seeing as how there were like 30 guys that were one lap down, 25 cars got the wave around. So there were 20, like six cars in the green, when the green flag pit. Blaney was in 20-something and restarted six. Uh, I don't understand what that was. Yeah, I don't really know what happened there, but I was like, because I'm a Ryan Blaney fan, if you couldn't tell already for the people that are listening to this. And um, I was confused to see Ryan Blaney start in the sixth position when he was clearly not in sixth place. Yeah, so we might need up on that because I, I don't know what that is. I've seen that happen before. I just don't understand what it is. Because um, they added a couple laps to the caution because people couldn't figure out where they were supposed to go. But – I still don't think they figured it out entirely because I don't think Ryan Blaney should have been in the sixth position. Yeah. So, basically what happened was Chase Elliott was leading on that restart. Um, uh, Denny Hamlin was on the high side. Uh, I think Kyle Busch was behind him, and Brennan Poole was behind Chase Elliott. 
Um, and about, we got 10 more laps into it, or about five more laps into it. And um, we get into the front straightaway with about 23 to go. Chase Elliott makes a move. He has all the momentum. He gets behind Hamlin on that high side, finally. And um, I've been talking a lot. So, Anthony, why don't you take this controversy away? Kyle Busch. According to Kyle Busch, he is looking in his rearview mirror to see where Kevin Harvick is and assumes that Chase Elliott will continue to go forward at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. Chase Elliott did not go forward at a fast enough rate, and he got clipped. And many of our eyes, Kyle Busch intentionally wrecked Chase Elliott. That's For me, I cannot tell. I'm still I'm like conflicted as to what happened. Originally, I was super pissed, but as time goes on, I am more leaning towards the fact that it actually was an accident. But, like, there's still part of me that doesn't think that because of just how, like, I, you can kind of tell when you miss it by an inch. That was mm-hmm. much more than an inch. That was a lot. That was the whole back, or that was the whole um, left side of his car. Uh, Chase Elliott would get turned uh, in second place, easily the fastest car on that high side. Uh, rain would come down. Would have caused a caution in about one and a half laps anyway, and Chase Elliott probably would have won this race had Kyle Busch not turned him into the wall. Chase Elliott would get turned to the wall. He would get out of his car. He would flip off Kyle Busch, which was absolutely incredible, and he didn't get fined for that, which I love. So did not get fined. Uh, Kyle Busch did not see that gesture, and um, so uh, Denny Hamlin ends up winning in a freaking creepy face mask. Oh, yeah, that was terrifying. Uh, he wins the Toyota 500 kilometers, and uh, Kyle Busch ends up second. And Chase Elliott, who probably had the best car besides um, besides Clint Boyer, finishes 38. That was a non-deserving 38th place finish. Yeah, he would have won that race had it gone another lap, because I feel like rain definitely would have caused the race to end anyway. Um, after the race is over, or after the race is being decided because of rain, Alan Gustafson, his crew chief, goes right beside the 18 cars um, pit box and stares daggers into that awful-looking 18 car. Abs, he was staring it down. And there was that one guy on the nine uh, pit crew that was absolutely jacked and had, like, a second tattoo, but that's besides yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking to, like, the pit crew guy of the 18. I'm like, well, that's not Adam Stevens, because Adam Stevens doesn't look like that, so I was wondering who he was talking to. I still don't know, because, you know, if you talk to, like, the Jackman, you're not going to get a lot out of it. Mm-mm. And then, uh, Elliot's crew chief, who I'm still not entirely sure to pronounce his name, they had a conversation with, uh, you know, they had a conversation with Kyle Bush, and then Kyle Bush got an interview after the race, and he became Kyle Bush after he got asked a question. Yeah, he said that he definitely made a mistake. He thought he was, he thought he would be able to slide in there to the high lane. Um, I think he did it on accident, but um, I do have a reasoning he could have done it on purpose. And I'm not saying he did it on purpose, but this is a very tinfoil hat uh, theory I've got right here. But there's a big reason that he could have done it on purpose. This was the Toyota 500. Um, And Toyotas were one and two with 20 laps to go. Rain was coming down. Is it possible that Kyle Busch knew that he was not going to win the race and he was told by somebody on that 11 crew to cause a caution 
to give the win to Denny Hamlin a Toyota to win the Toyota 500. I don't know. Um, it's just something that I've pieced together. But I do believe it's not like Kyle Busch to straight up apologize or something, and he apologized, so I'm assuming it is in, unintentional. But big miss there and um, calls Chase Elliott a win in 2020. That is for sure. I mean, you see the interview, and Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch apologized multiple times on Twitter, on on the interview, and then he get he got asked by the reporter. The reporter says, "You have you know made your apology. Do you believe that Chase Elliott's side believes you did it on an act on accident?" And then this is what I said: Kyle Busch becomes Kyle Busch and gets extremely mad. He goes, "Oh, why don't you ask them?" It's not like I'm going to go get ice cream with him tomorrow. Pretend everything okay. Like, he got all defensive about it when asked the question. Which, to me, is a little bit alarming. Because mm. you never know. Or he but, could just be upset that people are not taking him at his word. But we've learned to not take well, him Well, it's Kyle Bush, so. Uh, Ron, Horn by now. Ron Horn today. Let's uh, not talk about that. Um, nope. So, big controversy, but... Uh, I want to go ahead and present a theory to why this was the best thing that could have happened for NASCAR. Um, I told you this, and you were a bit uh, like, what? Um, but I feel like this is why. We got millions of new people watching for the very first time, and they just saw basically the bad guy in the sport wreck the most popular driver. And they're not going to stop watching to see what happens. To not see what happened, like Chase Elliott flips off the guy. You gotta watch the Sunday's race. You gotta see what happens. Um, and so they see that they're like, "Oh wow!" So this sport is kind of like fighting too. People are un- upset. It's not just driving. And um, I think they're gonna. I think a lot of people are gonna watch Charlotte um, come Sunday. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Charlotte 600 is always like one of the more watched races because mm-hmm. it's one of the bigger events that NASCAR runs. Yeah. But I think I agreed. I agree with you more. I think about it, you know. Yeah, bad guy wrecking the good guy. It's almost like wrecking Dale Jr. Which years did. ago, which Kyle Busch has done before. <laughs> which he did. Which he did. And then Dale Jr. wrecked him back. Yeah, Richmond. And- but yeah, but you know, I see it, and I'm interested to see the TV ratings for Wednesday's race. They will be lower than Sunday, seeing as how... Oh, they will be lower because it was on FS1, yeah. which, according to Eric Estep, cuts, cuts the viewers in half already. Yes. So they will be lower, but I do think they will be higher than what we're used to seeing. I think it'll be near yeah. 3 million. I think he undershot it. I think it's going to be around 3 million. Um, but we haven't even talked about the biggest story of the race yet. Um, the fox that appeared on the track... Um, Nas Fox on Fox. Nas Fox on Fox. Uh, would you like to take away with what um, NASCAR's social media account said? Am I forgetting what their social media account? Oh, oh, okay. No so yes, I am. So I'm scrolling through Instagram last night, um, and I see NASCAR post about the uh, Fox, right? Mm-hmm. And the caption is, "Can I pet that dog?" Right, and then someone comments. Uh, someone comments, is that a dog or a fox? And they were being serious. And NASCAR replies, it's Joe Montana. But instead of Joe Montana, there's an accent over the last N in Montana. So they basically replied saying, 
It's Joe Montana. Which, it doesn't make any sense when it's Joe Montana. But it really doesn't make any sense when you put, like, that kind of thing on the A. Um, so I thought that was really weird. And it, you could tell no one liked it. It was like, barely had any likes. It was kind of hilarious. Um, I don't know. I think... I'm going to go back right now and see what I think the social media manager was trying too hard. <laughs> um, speaking of trying too hard, Kyle Bush tried too So hard. the caption yes. is, can I, pet the, can I pet that dog? Someone says, I thought it was a fox. NASCAR replies, thought it was Joe Montana. Uh, let's see. And then the replies <laughs> to that are this laughing emojis. Oh, someone said, okay, so apparently they actually people actually. I don't it. get it. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing something. You, at NASCAR, you had the chance and yet you didn't take it. I'm disappointed. Your answer should have been, thought it was Joe Mama. I have spoken. I wonder if that's what they meant. Probably not. Phoenix Raceway says, what do we think the fuck says? Mm. Well, let's get into the. Controversy a tad more because I just I just want to keep talking about it it's so big. Um, Elliot not gonna get fined for flipping off Kyle Busch as he said, and um, I don't think he'll do anything at the uh, of the Coke Six Hundred. I don't think he does anything, but I think maybe at Bristol he will do something because uh, Bristol's very a, a very paybacky track. Um, so yeah, don't be surprised if he does something at Bristol. I would not be either. Alan Gustafson said post race that um, he disbelieved that Kyle Busch did it on accident, but he said you get tired of being on these kind of ends of the. Uh, and uh, and uh, Chase Elliott's definitely been on the wrong end of a lot of this kind of stuff. So, um, unfortunate for Hendrick, had two race winning cars, probably both taken out in two races. One was unintentional, or one was um, one was uh, unavoidable. And the other one was an awful mistake by a veteran. Um, but we're 35 minutes in. And I thought, since this is the first podcast we've done here on the Slide Job podcast, let's go ahead and give our championship four predictions because we've not done that. Um, and you want to go one at a time? Go ahead with your, you can go ahead with yours first. We can go one at a time. Let's go one at a time. Uh, and then I do need to step out, so you got to wrap this up a little bit. Okay. We'll that. Well, this is the final thing we're doing. Um, Perfect. I've got the number 22, Joey Logano. He's won two races this season, one at Phoenix, one at Las Vegas, and he had a really good run yesterday uh, at the Wednesday race for a while. I have him being one of those championship four guys. Give me Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick. He looks solid this year. One at Darlington. And, you know, I I just think it'll be another great year for him. I don't have, like, a – champion prediction yet, but I do think Kevin Harvick will be there in the Final Four. Yeah, he definitely will be, because I've got Kevin Harvick right here as well. Kevin Harvick is the points leader. Steele has a top 10 in every race this season. Um, he is ridiculously consistent at his age 44 season. Um, 50th win, uh, and Darlington isn't even his best track, so he's still got a lot of tracks that he can win at coming up at some point in this season. Um, Kevin Harvick will make the playoff, especially seeing as how Stuart Haas doesn't have a championship contender besides him, um, unless you want to say Clint Boyer's one, but I, I don't think so. Uh, who's next for you? 
I'm going to save my bold prediction for last. Me too. Because there is a bold prediction in here. Yeah, I got one too. Next up, I do have Joey Logano. You know, I do think Penske has a driver. I, I believe that Penske's only, that's all, Penske's only driver in the top four. But, you know, Logano's won two races this year, as you already said. He's looked solid. Didn't have a great race on Sunday. Had a good race on Wednesday. And I expect him to just continue to be better, continue to be the same Joey Logano, and be there in Homestead. Is it at Homestead this year again? Or is it is at Phoenix. Phoenix. At Phoenix. There you go. This season. And Kevin Harvick came second. So... Should be interesting. Kevin Harvick is good at Phoenix, so that'll be interesting to Harvick, see. If, if, if it does, if he ends up getting there, I think he's the odds-on favorite to win that. Um, Probably. Next, I've got the most boring answer, Kyle Busch. Um, he's the best driver in NASCAR. Yes, he made a mistake, but he's so good. It's sort of unbelievable. Um, but he has a bad start at the beginning of the season, but he got a second-place finish. And uh, don't be surprised if he comes up and rattles a few wins off. Uh, Charlotte, he's very good there. He's very good at every track. But Charlotte, probably is my early pick to win Charlotte. But uh, I'm, that's not we're, we're not talking about that today. Okay, so before I get to my two, I would like to say I actually do not have Kyle Busch in my top four. Whoa, that's- I'll give you my. I'll give you my, this. That is a that's a prediction. Here's why: Kyle Busch has not had a good year so far, and there's always a ton of time to turn around. But Joe Gibbs in general has not had a great year this year besides Denny Hamlin who has two wins. Mm-hmm. But one by one by rain, one by about three inches on Ryan Blaney. But one by a murder. They haven't had a great year. That is true. That was more Ryan Blaney's murder than Denny Hamlin's though. Anyway. It's just a bull prediction and I don't like Kyle Bush, but I'm trying like I it's that's not why I don't have him in here because I'm aware Kyle Bush is probably the best driver in NASCAR right now. So I don't know. I just have this. Two, I, I just have this gut feeling that Kyle Busch will not be there. So my third driver is the man that got wrecked by Kyle Busch yesterday, Chase Elliott. Wow. And I think Chase Elliott has shown a ton of speed this year. And if we can eliminate the tire problems and getting wrecked by other drivers, I think he will rack up a good amount of wins and solid finishes to get him to Phoenix. Yeah. So you still have one more guy, and I don't know who it's going to be. I assume I know. Um, but I don't think you do. Uh, I don't have that guy making it. I don't have Chase Elliott making it. I do have the Hendrick driver though. Um, I've got Logano, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Alex Bowman making the final four. Bowman has been really fast this season. I think he's second or third in point standings at this point. Um, he's motivated just off a new contract. He has been the best Hendrick driver this season at just a purely dominate dominant win at um, Auto Club, the most dominant win this season. Um, and he has shown speed at every sort of racetrack, qualified second at Daytona. Don't remember where he finished. He probably wrecked out at Daytona, let's be honest. Um, but he he also had a great get a race um, yesterday and great race Sunday. So um, he's been very good at every type of track that they've gone to. Uh, and nearly won Las Vegas if it hadn't been for a couple of late cautions. Um so he could probably have about two or three wins so far this season. And um, he has one, but he is super fast. And um, I think the 88, to the fans rejoicing, will make the Final Four for the first time. All right. Now here comes my bonus. Oh, wait. So it's not Denny Hamlin. For the Final it's Four. not Denny Hamlin. It's not Denny Hamlin. I want you to take a guess on what team this driver is on. Okay. So we've, we've said – 
we've said you've said Stuart Haas, you've said Pinsky, and you've said Hendrick. Um, that is correct. Are you gonna say Eric Jones? I am not going to say Eric Jones. Okay, I got one more guess. One more guess. Um, all right. Is it gonna be a Chip Ganassi driver? It is. Okay, so not. who is? In his final year, Jimmy Johnson goes wow. to Phoenix. Two Hendrick guys. Okay, so this one could be a little bit biased because I'm really rooting for Jimmy this season. You know, along with Ryan Blaney, obviously. But I, I do really want to see Jimmy succeed this year. And as we talked about, he has shown a lot of speed. And honestly, I feel like that wreck at Darlington was a good yeah, thing. for sure. For the remainder of the year. Because it kind of shows him, like, well, you know you can do it. And you just – he. I think he knows he got in his own head. And if you know you're in your own head, it's actually very helpful because then you can get out of your own head. I've had that happen to me many times before in sporting mm-hmm. events. Like, he knows that he's in his own head. And he knows he's won many races and he can do this. So I feel like with the speed Hendrick has shown, Jimmy Johnson can go to Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy definitely has shown speed. And he came eighth, of course, at um, Darlington yesterday. And I don't think that's a bad prediction, but I don't think there's a lot of tracks he can physically win at um, besides Dover and Charlotte. Um, but there's a lot of Dover races, two of them. And there's two Charlotte and Texas. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas is his best track. I forgot about Texas. Um, so let's go through one more time. Just say all of our guys at once. Who are your top four? We got – okay, why am I forgetting now? <laughs> okay, so Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott, uh, Kevin Harvick, and I'm forgetting my other one. Oh, Joey Logano. There you go. And I I've got Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick, and Alex Bowman making the final four. First time since 2014 for me that every or that four separate teams get one driver in. Because um, there's usually two or three Joe Gibbs cars. Uh, Joe Gibbs had three guys in the championship four last season, um, which is stupid. <laughs> and for me, I have none, none of them. I'm surprised none of us said Martin Truex Jr., but he has had a luck luster. Yeah, and you lost Cole Pern, so crew chiefs are definitely a problem. You can't lose crew chiefs on a consistent basis. Um, and, and not like he has, but Cole Pern's definitely a bigger deal than a lot of people are saying. Because he even was with him during his um, Furniture Row race, or uh, Furniture Row run, where he won the championship. Yep. Um, so, that is our championship four predictions and our Darlington races review um, I think Xfinity Race is about to be going in about a couple minutes, so you want to go ahead and give a prediction for who's going to win that. I'm pretty sure we both know who's going to win that. Kyle Busch at Darlington and Xfinity Race. It might already be going on. Who knows? I really hope somebody wrecks him, though. That would be hilarious. Brandon Jones outdueled him at Phoenix, so maybe we'll see that again. Um, lots of good drivers. Noah Graxon could win. All sorts of different guys. Brandon Jones, of course, as I just said. Um, Austin Sendrick. Um, so, yeah, everybody. Thanks for watching the first episode of the Slide Job Podcast. You can find both of us at two separate accounts, mainly. Um, I have a main account, a CTF Football, or CTF Football um, and I have a second account called Slide underscore Job underscore Podcast, Job spelled J-A-W-B, and you can find Wino Sportswear. Instagram at Wino Sports and at In The Draft. In the draft, both on Instagram. You can also find me on TikTok, but that's beside. Don't find him in TikTok, please. <laughs>
I have three. I have like four TikTok followers. So maybe don't add to that. Don't add to his ego. TikTok's funny. Sometimes. 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 So, yeah. Thank you all for watching. All right. Slide job. Podcast. Thank you for watching. If you did enjoy, this was going to be on the CTF Football Podcast page as a second entity on the page. So, if you like football, go ahead and listen to three of the CTF Football Podcast episodes that are up. Um, even YNO is on one of them. So, yeah. Thank you all for watching. We'll be back next week to review both Charlotte races if rain is not a thing. Um, yes. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.